0: What's good, boys and girls? Welcome to the Two Footed Podcast. It is Tuesday, the 30th of March, and we are brought to you by eplindex.com in association with our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider that's a virtual privacy network, allows you to go online, change your location, access American Netflix if you don't do that, access Now TV if you're outside the UK, also keeps your data safe online, keeps your internet browser history private to you. Um, We're also brought to us, libertyshield.com is, of course, the website, EPLVPN, to get 20% off at checkout. And we're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homework company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Do check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk. Right, folks, uh, big news came out yesterday. Sergio Aguero is set to leave Manchester City at the end of this season after 10 years in the premier league um it's you know as as a as a fan of a rival team there's a sense of relief but as a fan of football in the premier league first and foremost it it's it's tough to see one of the greats leave the league it, it really is now look there's a chance he'll stay i don't think there's any chance he'll sign with another Premier League club. But, you know, it's always out there that he could. I think he'll leave. I think he's going to go wherever Messi goes. If that's Messi staying at Barca, I think Aguero goes there. If Messi goes to PSG, I think Aguero will go there. I think he wants to play with his best mate uh, to wrap up his career. He has been phenomenal throughout his career. You look back to his days at Independiente, he makes his debut at 15. Does really well there. 23 goals in 54 league games across three seasons. Catches the attention of a number of teams, including Rafa Benitez at Liverpool. Uh, Benitez made a decision that Aguero was too young to cope with the Premier League, so he went to Atletico Madrid. They swooped in and, and nabbed him. A quiet first season. Seven goals in 42 games and then he just took off twenty seven and fifty twenty one in forty seven nineteen in fifty four that was a disappointing season for him and then twenty seven in forty one and he he looked like he was set to be you know one of the best players in the world. every club was linked to him, and Manchester City swooped in and nabbed him for thirty five million, pretty much one of the best bargains anyone has gotten in the history of the Premier League. He, Since he joined them, he's played 384 games and scored 257 goals. In the league alone, 271 games, 181 goals. I saw a stat yesterday that he has a goal or assist every 84 minutes in his Premier League career across 10 seasons. Now this season has obviously been awful for him he's barely played he's only scored one goal but up to this season he was sensational thirty and forty eight seventeen and forty twenty eight and thirty four thirty two and forty two twenty nine and four in forty four thirty three in forty five thirty and thirty nine thirty two in forty six twenty three and, and thirty two he obviously has some injuries last season this season he's had those injuries as well. His he's often criticised for lack of Champions League pedigree. Uh, the man has sixty two uh, well sixty two European goals, sixty two European goals in one hundred uh, and seven games, forty three and sixty seven for City, and I would guess all of those were all bar one maybe were Premier League or were Champions League. All bar one season would have been Champions League. It, it might have been the lot. Either way, his European record is phenomenal. Um, his domestic cup record, he has 11 and 22 in the league, in the league cup, 20 in 22 in the FA cup. He has just been a consistent source of goals. One of the best players the premier league has ever seen. I'm sorry if you disagree, you're wrong. You just are. Um, you look at the all time great premier league strikers and I think Henri is the greatest Premier League player of, of all time. Shearer is obviously the greatest goal scorer of all time in, in the Premier League. And I think Aguero is right after those two. The consistency to do what he did for a decade, and admittedly not this year, but nine years is still an awful long time, um, Is is incredible. And he's evolved as a player as well, and his all-round game has become massively improved from what he was when he first arrived in England under guardiola he's he's developed as well which is rare enough for a player who was in his late 20s when uh, when pep arrived but what he has done at that club is is incredible and unfortunately for city it's the last of the great four to leave yaya left company left David Silva left, and now Aguero. That's most of their senior leadership gone. The only one left is Fernandinho, who wasn't there initially. He he wasn't there for the first title. He arrived for the second. And he'll probably go maybe this summer or next as well. And it's a massive, leaves a massive vacuum. Big personalities, like I say, leaders, They've announced already that Aguero will get a statue, and rightly so. Um, it's, it will rankle many that Yaya Toure doesn't have a statue to go with uh, those of company and Silva and Aguero. I don't really know how I feel on that, to be totally honest. He wasn't there as long as the rest. Now, it's a matter of a couple of years, but you could argue that you know his last couple of seasons, he didn't contribute as much. He arrived a year before Aguero and Silva. His last season was poor, but then Aguero's having a poor year this year. I think Yaya deserves a statue personally. I think the four of them I, I personally I would have just built one statue for the four of them. Because, you know, they're the four defining players in this era for Manchester City. If you wanted to hold off and, and add a fifth, it would be Fernandinho. But you'd obviously wait till he goes. I'm surprised it's been announced now that he's leaving. I have to say, you know, we're still a couple of months from the end of the season. So I did think we'd see, you know, we'd see this hold off till till summer. But look, it's it's fair. It allows everybody a clean break. It allows Everybody to know the situation regarding Aguero, and obviously, you know, he'll continue to contribute till the end of the season. Where he goes next will be interesting. I'll be interested to see. Like I say, I think it's Barca or PSG, that's they seem the most likely fits for him because I think that's where Messi's going. One of those two, he's either staying at Barca or going to PSG. I think we can now rule City out of the Lionel Messi sweepstakes. I don't think they would have allowed Aguero to go. Now, again, he may just have wanted to leave, but I don't see that either. Um, He seems very, very happy, very content with the life he's he's built for himself in Manchester. As I say, I think we're talking about one of the, the three best strikers the Premier League has seen. And when you look at, you know, the current crop, Harry Kane obviously will will push himself into, into that group. But there's no Aguero type out there. You know, you look up and down the league, there's nobody who is who plays that same style as Aguero. More of a penalty box predator than, you know, and, and an elite level finisher. I mean, Calvert-Lewin's a penalty box predator, but he's more of an aerial threat, more of a physical being. Whereas Aguero was all about movement, that lightning first step, his ability to get his shot away, shift the ball to his right, and just, you know, hit it as hard as possible. He's the scorer of probably the most iconic goal in Premier League history. Um, and, and that will always be part of his legacy. Nobody's ever going to be able to take that away from him. Others may score more goals than him Um, in future. Harry Kane may pass him. That seems likely if Kane carries on the same trajectory that he's currently on. But it's hard to see anybody ever scoring a goal that means more than the goal Aguero scored, which won the title. Uh, Kane is only, I believe... 81 goals behind Aguero. Sorry, no, I'm wrong. 21 goals. What am I saying? 21 goals behind Aguero. So he will pass him. Now, I don't think Harry Kane's as good a footballer as Aguero was. Um, he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's as good a footballer as Aguero was at his very best. And as as I say, he, I don't think he'll score a goal to rival that goal in 2012, that won City their first league title, first Premier League title, and obviously then their first league title since, what, the 70s? When was City's last league title? 60s, 68, Lee Bell and Somerby. He's been part of four title-winning teams. This will be the fifth. They will likely, you know, they'll likely win a couple of cups this year as well. Uh, he's already got five League Cup medals, League Cup winners' medals, two FA Cup winners' medals. And, of course, the big aim for City this year is is the Champions League. Now, how much of a role Aguero will play, you know, will will all depend on how fit he is. If he's fit... And if he's in the team, I do think he can have a massive impact because even just as an option off the bench, when you get a player who's as intelligent as him, has that kind of movement, is so accurate with his shooting and and gets his shot away so quickly, I do think he can have a big, big impact in Champions League games, whether he's starting or coming off the bench. No defender ever enjoyed playing against Sergio Aguero. None. Because he must be an absolute nightmare to play against. He's here, then he's standing 15 feet away from you in space, and you've no idea how he got there. But there he is, onside, putting the ball past your goalkeeper. Um, The Premier League will miss him. As I say, one of the greats to ever play in the league. For my money, the third best striker the Premier League has seen. Now I will say had Suarez stayed longer, Suarez would be number one, but he stayed three years, three and a half years. So Suarez drops out because of longevity. Aguero's top three. He's at worst top five anyway, even if you include, you know, include Suarez because it'd be him. And I think then Kane. But what a player, what an absolutely sensational player, a joy to watch over the last 10 years. And um, yeah, the Premier League will be worse for him leaving. Other news, uh, the, one of the FA Cup semi-finals is to be used as a pilot event to uh, trial the return of large crowds to UK venues. The Culture Secretary, Oliver Dowden, uh, told the BBC on Monday that one of the matches which were there to be played the weekend of the 17th and 18th of April will be part of the trial programme. We want to get as many people back as safely as possible. This feels like it might be a little bit rushed. Doesn't feel like there's a real plan in place for this. Um, kind of a hit and hope job. I think they're rushing things a little bit. That's my, my view on it. The rushing things a little bit. If, if fans aren't going to come back to Premier League games till the end of the season for the la- last or second last game, which is about a month after this, I don't really see why they couldn't be back the week after this if, if this is going ahead. Um, Gareth Bale has doubled down on his uh, claims that he is going back to uh, Real Madrid. He says legally he has to return. However, Spurs do have an option to extend the loan. So, legally, he doesn't have to do anything of the sort. Bournemouth have announced they lost £60 last season due to COVID-19. Now, it's also worth factoring in that they got relegated. Um, So, you know, in all likelihood, that had an effect. The fact that they were awful probably had an effect. Um, But... It's, it's massive money. Now, they're, they're owned by a very wealthy man, and he's obviously bankrolled them this year. But they did have to sell a couple of players. Nathan Ackie left, Callum Wilson left. Um, which, you know, if, if those, those figures obviously won't be included in, in that 60 million, because they'll have, kicked, they'll have been in the 2021 season rather than the 1920 season. So their books for this season are going to be really interesting. Because they'll obviously be not earning as much money uh because they're in the championship, so the T V money will be down. Now they will have their parachute payment, but their T V money will still be down. They'll have no match day income. Um and obviously there's been, you know, some issues with sponsors and sleeve sponsors across the board, so you know, we'll see what, what impact that's had on them. I'd be curious as to how many of their players had relegation clauses that changed the wages or if they've been playing, uh, paying Premier League wages in the Championship. Because uh, if they have, that is, that is going to be very, very tough for them to sustain. Um, Wales sent Tyler Roberts, Hal Robson, Canu and Robbie Matundo home for breaking a curfew in their hotel. All three players have returned to their clubs and will not be available. For the game tonight against the Czech Republic. Uh, They were caught out of their bedrooms. After the curfew. After the curfew. Which was imposed by the uh, Welsh management team. Now. For Hal Robson Cano. I mean he's been there and done it. He should be setting. A far better example. uh, For the young players. He has been around a long long time. And you know he's. Part of some of the most famous moments. In Welsh football history. Uh, He's been in the squad for 11 years now. Obviously scored that. Massive, massive goal. Back in 2016. At the Euros. Um, He he should really know better. And then for the other two. I mean Tyler Roberts has finally got his career. On track. um, Playing well for Leeds. But he's only 22. And. This is kind of the first sustained run of good form we've seen from him. Massive, massive potential when he came through at West Brom. Went to Leeds, kind of fell in, got lost in the mix a little bit as a squad player. But this season he's really stepped up and he's done very, very well in the games that I've seen anyway. Um, and, and Robbie Motundo, I mean, he's owned by Schalke, but... They don't really want him anymore because they're financially ruined and they're going down. So they have him out on loan to Stoke. And he's, you know, again, I have only seen him there play there once. He played quite well. But, you know, he's he's a young player who needs to be a lot more focused on what he's meant to be doing. And, and I would put most of the blame for this on. If they were together, I would put the blame on Robson Cannon. He should be setting the better example. Um, You, you can't. You can't drag two young players down with your medicine. Uh We're going to take a quick break here. And then when we come back, uh, I have um, a team to put together uh, for Mr. Lubo. We'll see in a few. Hello and welcome back. Uh, right. Last week, you'll remember, uh, I hope you'll remember, I did a, a best 11 that I had seen from what I termed the former Balkan states, basically the former Yugoslav states. Um, Lubo reached out to me and said, you know, there's other countries that are considered Balkans, so you need to do them as well. Um, Bulgaria. Romania, Greece, Turkey I think Albania Is one as well, Kosovo I've, I've narrowed it down though I've decided I'm going to put together a team From Romania Bulgaria, Greece and Turkey Now I'm going to do just players I've seen So Risto Bonov who's largely regarded As one of the greatest uh, Bulgarian players of all time he, he will not be in this team Because he retired in 1984 When I was two Uh, So I did not see him play. I have no idea how good he actually was. All I can go by is what I've read. Spent most of his career in his homeland. Uh, Did play for AEK Athens for two years. Um, But like I say, spent most of his time playing in Bulgaria. So not someone there's a whole bunch of readily available footage about. uh, But, you know, duffer the cap to him and any others that came sort of before my time. Um, so, yeah, Turkey, Greece, Romania, Bulgaria. They're the four, and it's players that I've seen play. Uh, so, in goal, Rustu Rekbar, uh, great Turkish goalkeeper, was at one point, I think, the second best goalkeeper in the world, behind Oliver Kahn. Spent most of his career at Fenerbahce, had a failed spell at Barcelona when his back had given up on him, and he was in need of surgery. Went to Barca because, you know, you go to Barca when you have the chance. It didn't work. He ended up back on loan with Fenerbahce, then back to Fenerbahce permanently, and then finished out his career with Besiktas, and he retired in 2012. He was a great, great goalkeeper. Dominant, commanding, quick off his line, great shot stopper, very similar to Khan at the time, um, and he was actually named... The best goalkeeper in Europe in two thousand and two, I think Oliver Cam was, you know, was the goalkeeper that year. But that, the World Cup would color my view on that. Uh, but yeah, Retba was absolutely tremendous. At uh, right back, uh, Dan Petrescu, Stoya Bucharest, Foggia, Genoa, Sheffield Wednesday, then spent quite a long time at Chelsea, Bradford, Southampton, and finished off with National and Bucharest. Um, 95 caps for Romania Between 89 and 2000 Part of that great Romanian team In 94 uh, Has become a manager Has managed Well pretty much everybody in Eastern Europe At this point Currently um, Currently out of work I think He was he was with Cezaspor uh, in Turkey earlier this year But I think he's already left that job if I'm not mistaken, he's already left that job. Uh, but he was a tremendous player, good going forward, really good defensively. Yeah, he has left that job already. Um Dan Petrescu in at right back. I think there's I don't think there's much debate on that one. Um at centre back, we have our I think our only active player, uh, Costas who somehow only has forty-two caps for, for Greece, but for my money, when he was at his best, he was a top ten centre back in the world. I I love watching him play. I absolutely love watching him play. Um, aggressive, dominant. A.K. Athens, Olympiakos, Roma, obviously most notably, and now at Napoli. Uh, I think he's really, still really, really good, but has has dropped off a little bit. But Manolas would be my first centre back. Next to him, Trevon Ivanov, who unfortunately passed away in 2016 from a heart attack but i there was very few players i enjoyed watching more than him because he was just a proper defender who cared about nothing else he cared about absolutely nothing else other than defending um Played for CSKA Sofia, Real Betis, uh, Jamax in 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 Switzerland, Rapid Vienna, Austria Vienna. Didn't have a great domestic like, uh, club career at all. Kind of bounced around a bit, but seventy six caps for Bulgaria, six goals over ten year spell. I loved watching him play. Now I understand there's probably better options, but for me, he just has to be in that team because he was so much fun to watch. Um And like I say, he, he only cared about defending Didn't care about anything else At uh, left back, Christian Kivu I think that's an obvious one as well Um, You know, became well known at Ajax Then went on to Roma for a few years And was part of that great Inter team that would win the Champions League 75 caps for Romania between 1999 and 2010 He is currently managing the Inter Milan under 18s as he moves up through their academy. He was a a tremendous player for both Ajax and and Inter. He was okay at Roma, but he was outstanding at Ajax and Roma, left back or centre back. Could also play a little bit in midfield, but great on the ball. Um, Really, really good player. Really good player. So he is my left back. Um, I've gone for the traditional box midfield that I like to play. So. My two central midfielders, uh, Gika Papescu, who to me is one of the all-time most underrated players out there. Could play sweeper, centre-back, or midfield. I love them as a sweeper in the middle of a back three. Um, just a, a great, great player. For PSV, was that Spurs for a year post-94 World Cup when there was that little influx of Romanian players into the Premier League. Uh Barcelona, Galatasaray, um, and then kind of finished up Lecce, Dinamo Bucharest, Hanover. 115 caps for Romania, 16 goals over a 15-year career. Just a great, great player. Fantastic on the ball. Great at carrying the ball out from the back. Defensively, read the game at such a high level. Uh, Gheorghe Popescu would absolutely make my team. Uh, next to him, then Krasimir Balakov, in the scheming midfielder. Um, for Bulgaria, part of that brilliant Bulgarian team in '94, played for Sporting Lisbon or Sporting CP, uh, Stuttgart, and then finished off with Plauen, kind of late in his career. But he's also one that moved into management. He managed B- Bulgaria for a little while. Hasn't really had a ton of success in management. Again, he's bounced around, you know, in Switzerland and in. in Croatia in Germany um, and then with Bulgaria. Now he's you know his last job was in Bulgaria with CSK 1948. Um 92 caps, 16 goals. The second best player in that brilliant Bulgarian team. Uh just a tremendous passer of the ball. I he was voted as the best player Stuttgart have ever had, which is you know, speaks a lot to, to his talent. He was there with Bobic and, and Giovanni Albert. They were, that was a great attacking team. But yeah, he was he was really, really fun to watch. Um and, and would, would absolutely get in my team. Um my two attacking midfielders then. The first one is Arda Turan, uh, obviously more of a winger but very comfortable in central areas. Um he's still he's the second uh, active player. I, I had forgotten he was still playing, to be honest. He's with Galatas right now. Um, Galatasaray, Atletico Madrid, Barcelona and now Galatasaray again seem to be perpetually linked with Liverpool for about seven years 100 caps for Turkey, 17 goals just a, a great player a really, really great player fantastic dribbler, great passer good set pieces always fun to watch um, and the other one then is Georgie Hadji, who I think is probably the best player uh in this team. There's only one that really has has a a real argument and it is a very good argument but I think I would pick Hadji as the best player uh from these four countries, just a, a great player, absolutely remarkably good player uh spent obviously you know a long period of his of his career. In Romania, because of communism, he wasn't able to leave until he turned 25 uh, after you know the fall of the Ceauses. Um Went to Real Madrid, then Brescia, then Barca, and then Galatasaray and played at Galatasaray for five years. But he, he was a, just an incredible player. That left foot was ridiculous. He was, you know, the Maradona of the Carpathians. But that didn't really do him justice because he was he was yeah he was the same type of build he was left footed but he was a different type of player to maradona his left foot was just an absolute rocket launcher anywhere you want he could put the ball from anywhere be it a 60 yard pass or you know a thunderbolt into the top corner or he could curl it and finesse it he could do anything he wanted just a great great player was one of the best players in the world at his peak And I don't think there's any argument that he's the best Romanian player. Um, People may argue that he's the best player on this team because of Christo Stoichkov, who I have as one of my two strikers. Um, Like Hadji, didn't didn't always have the best time at club level. I mean, he was another one that didn't leave Bulgaria until he was 24, he was at CSK. Sofia, went to Barca. Everybody remembers him in that Barca team with Romario and uh, Laudrup and Kuman and people like that. But, you know, we'll go to Parma, back to Barca, CSKA, El Nazar was in Chicago Fire and, and DC United at the end of his career. 83 caps for Bulgaria, 37 goals. Again, an incredible left foot, ridiculous temper though. Could get himself sent off over absolutely nothing, um, but an absolute ton of fun to watch. So much fun to watch. And there's, you know, there's a one year overlap at Barca between him, him and uh, Hadji, and I, I don't really remember much of it. I'd love to, I'd love to go and have a have a look back through that. Um, But yeah, Hadji and Stoichkov to me are the the two crown jewels from from these four countries. And then the other striker I've got, I've got Berbatov. Because Berbatov will always make any team I do from this part of the world. Because he was just one of my favourite players to watch. Leverkusen, Spurs, United, Fulham, Monaco. 78 caps, 48 goals. Played the game at his own pace. Incredible ability. The best first touch I think I've ever seen, and the most nonchalant player I think I've ever seen. He, like I remember, United playing in a Champions League game, they were losing. It was at home, and Ferguson brought on Berbatov. Now, normally he's Ferguson standing on the t- on the touchline, giving him you know his, his last minute prep talk, trying to g him up. Normally a player would sprint onto the field. BurbaTov strolled on. Almost like he was coming back to work after a cigarette break, um, and he went on and changed the game. So that was just Berbatov in a nutshell. Um, so that's my starting eleven. Uh, I have picked, have picked some subs, obviously because you know I'm pedantic like that. Uh, I think I've got eight subs. I think I think I've got a match day nineteen for this one. Um, you know what? I'll leave him out. I've got a match day eighteen, so it's fine. Um, the goalkeeper I've gone with is uh Mihailov from is yeah, Borislav Mihailov uh from Bulgaria 102 caps between 83 and 98 played for Reading from 95 to 97 so a little bit of an English connection there um he was just a, a good goalkeeper and I was I was unsure of who to pick because there was a couple of good good options Bogdan Lapont, that his name Bogdan LePont, the Romanian he was quite good as well um, but I went with I went with Mihailov um, Then I've got Bulan Kirkmars The uh, Galatasaray legend 102 caps for Turkey 430 games for Galatasaray uh, Like Ivanov Just didn't care about anything Other than defending All he wanted to do was defend, defend, defend And that's my type of guy So he's in uh, Georges Karagounis is in He was the Greek midfielder, played for Panikinathos, Inter Milan, Benfica, Panikinathos, and then finished up his career at Fulham. And was actually quite decent for them between 2012 to 2014, despite being, you know, 35 when he arrived at the club. 139 caps for Greece. Part of that, you know, the Greece team that won the Euros. Uh, most cap player in Greek history. Um just a a good all-round midfielder who you know had a had a great career and uh, therefore is deserving of being in in the team I think um then the petrov non brothers stelian petrov who was at celtic and was just brilliant for them then obviously aston villa 105 caps for bulgaria um obviously had to retire Due to leukemia, but has made a full recovery, thankfully, and um, is you know is going strong to this day. He went into coaching; he was part of Tim Sherwood's uh, coaching staff at Villa. Hopefully, he'll he'll stick with that. But yeah, Stylian Petrov was just a player I, I really enjoyed, and then Martin Petrov, who was a brilliant left winger, absolutely brilliant left winger. Um, if he had had hamstrings made of something other than paper mache I think he'd be far higher rated by by most people uh was great for Wolfsburg good for Atletico Madrid he lit the league up for City when he first arrived he was one of the first big signings they made when Shinawatra took over and they had that first influx of money uh he was a lot of fun went on to play for Bolton Espanyol and then finished up back home with CSKA Sofia 90 caps for Bulgaria 19 goals a really really good player and um, My two backup strikers, then I've got Florian Radochoa, who was known as Hadji's executioner. Literally the epitome of a journeyman at club level. Dinamo Bucharest, Bari, Verona, Brescia, Milan, Espanyol, West Ham, Espanyol again, Stuttgart, Brescia again, Dinamo Bucharest again, Monaco, and then Union Sportive a, something, a a team in the suburbs of Paris who I've never heard of. Um, but, you know, spent four years at, at Dinamo, Zagre, uh, sorry, Dinamo Bucharest and then literally just bounced around. Spent no more than a year at any club until his second spell at Brescia, where he was there for two years. And that's the only spell... Oh, sorry, Espanyol for two years, Brescia for two years. They're the only two spells in his career where he was at a club more than one year once he left Dinamo Bucharest the first time. That is truly incredible. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's the, he was the first player to score in each of the top five leagues. Yeah, he's the only player to score in each of the top five leagues. And one of only two to have played in each of the top five leagues. The other amazingly being Christian Poulsen, who had an incredible career for a player who was, well, to be polite, he wasn't very good. Um, Yeah, Florian Radecchio. I I just, again, I always like watching him play. Only played 40 times for his country, 21 goals. But his understanding with Hadji was second to none. And, you know, he was, again, part of that. Really fun, really fun team that played at night in the ninety four World Cup, which you know, I, I do have a, a soft spot for anything that took place at the ninety or ninety-four World Cups or the ninety-eight one. Any of those three, I mean oh six, I mean any of the rest of them, I'm not I'm not all that bothered. It's too young in, in eighty-six, so you know, I, I don't really consider anything before ninety, but you know, oh two, not great, uh, and the last three have all been fairly terrible. Um And then the last player I've got is Hakan Sukar. Um, Plundered goals galore for Galatasaray. Tried his luck outside of um, Turkey a couple of times. Never really worked. But for Galatasaray, he was just different class. 51 goals in 112 games for Turkey. Um, A really, really fun player. Just a proper goal scorer. He currently, this is my, I didn't know this. Uh, In February 2016, he was charged with insulting President Erdogan on Twitter. A warrant was issued for his arrest. He was charged with being part of the Gulen movement, a designated terrorist organization in Turkey. He fled Turkey, taking up self-exile in San Francisco and planned to become a restaurateur in Palo Alto. He left this job because strange people kept coming into the bar. I'd imagine, you know, people that Erdogan had sent. Um, In January 2020, he said, he told some German publication that he was working as an Uber driver and selling books in the United States. His houses, banks, uh, sorry, houses, bank accounts and businesses in Turkey have all been seized by the government. That is mental. He was a politician. That's what I thought he was doing. He was, you know, he was elected to the national assembly of Turkey. Um, and now he's basically living in exile. That is absolutely insane. Well, you learn something new every day. Um, we'll wrap up with some gossip and get you out of here today. Nice and quick. Uh, PSG manager Maurizio, Maurizio Pochettino And sporting director Leonardo Are working on closing a deal To bring Sergio Aguero to the French capital When his time at Manchester City uh, ends this season Again like I said I think this is the set up To them getting messy if they can uh, And you know From the Manchester Evening News Barcelona are seen as the favourites to Land Aguero, who's also linked to Real Madrid and Juventus. Juventus is is a maybe they love a player on a free transfer. I don't see it with Real. I mean, they've already got Benzema. I don't think they have a need for another striker considering how they play, but you never know. He might he might fancy it, but he's very loyal. He's a very loyal guy, so I d I don't see that he would go to Real having, you know, having made his name in Europe at Atletico. Um Liverpool and Egypt striker. Mohamed Salah said that it is possible he could leave Anfield for a move to Spain in the summer, um, in the future. So I don't think he said that at all. Uh, it's from Marcus, so I imagine it's all nonsense. Uh, Manchester said he could lose another key player this summer, with Brazilian midfielder Fernandinho also tipped to leave the Etihad when his contract expires. Again, that would be massive to lose. Just that leadership, that that know-how on how to be. Consistently great season after season in the Premier League. Manchester United, Liverpool and Tottenham are battling it out to sign Austrian midfielder Marcel Sabitzer from RB Leipzig. I think he's a very talented player. I don't know how he would fit at United or Tottenham if they're playing 4-2-3-1. That's my honest view. I don't know how they would fit. Maybe he can play. I mean, he can play right wing, but I, I don't know if you'd if you'd be wasting him playing him right wing. Uh, but he's very, very good. He'll improve any team he goes to. Everton are ready to listen to offers for Yerry Mina, with the toffees keen to generate money as they consider a bid for Kaladu Koulibaly. Interesting. I'm, I'm not sure what kind of market Yerry Mina would have. Uh, he's a good player, there's no question. And maybe maybe some Spanish clubs would be interested, but I don't know what kind of money you'd get from. Uh, Manchester City are not interested in signing Bayern Munich defender David Alaba despite regularly being linked. That means he's turned them down. Um Chelsea and Paris Saint-Germain have been named as potential destinations for Alaba after his agent Pini Zahivi, played down suggestions that only Real Madrid and Barcelona are in the race. I know for a fact that Liverpool have made phone calls. I don't know what whether it's been followed up, but that would be he he'll he'll improve whoever he goes to. Um he's a he's a great player. He's world class in a bunch of positions. So whoever gets Alaba is getting a great player. Uh David Beckham's into Miami is going up against rival DC United in the race to sign Daniel Sturridge, who has been a free agent since leaving Trabson Sport a year ago. I don't understand how Daniel Sturridge doesn't have a club. I really don't. I really don't understand how he doesn't have a club right now. I mean, Danny Welbeck is playing Premier League football and Daniel Sturridge is unattached for a year. Something is wrong with that picture. Um, Barcelona have offered a three-year contract to Ginny Wijnaldum. He'll be a free agent at the end of the season. We've been hearing this for months. I do think that's where he'll go, but, you know, we've been hearing the stories for months. Eventually, it's going to have to happen. I saw someone question yesterday whether or not he'd be worth... He's rumoured to be asking for about 8 million euro a year. So I think that works out at 166,000 euro a week, which is about 140,000 pounds a week. And I saw Liverpool fans asking, like, do you think he's worth it? And all I will say is that they've been paying more than that to James Milner for the past six years. So you tell me if he's worth it. Juventus goalkeeper Gigi Buffon is considering another season away from Serie A before retiring um, I'd love to see him go somewhere where he's got a real chance of winning a Champions League medal because that's that's the only reason he's sticking around now I think is that he wants that that Champions League medal um, I would happily take him at Liverpool as backup to Alisson even if he's just third, third choice I, I think Buffon's the greatest goalkeeper I've ever seen. Um I just love to I'd just love to have him for a year. That'd be it. Juventus have joined Tottenham, Chelsea, and Atletico Madrid in the race for 20-year-old Brazilian midfielder Gabriel Menino, who could be allowed to leave Palmeiras for as little as 13 million because of the financial pressures on the club. Uh, he's very, very talented, can also play as a fullback or wing back. Um I don't know. Thirty as little as thirteen million is bizarre. He's twenty. I think he's had one season in the first team. Um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't pay much more than that from anyway. Uh Germany for Timo Werner is confident he can turn his fortunes at Chelsea around, and is determined not to leave after one season, despite links with Borussia Dortmund as part of a swap deal for Erling Haaland. Dortmund aren't taking a swap deal, so you may just, you know, close that idea out of your mind. That's not happening. Dortmund are taking cash. Big, big bags of the stuff. They're not taking any swap deal, Especially not a guy that earns as much as Werner. He'd blow their wage structure out the water. So, no, no, no. Uh, Sheffield United are finalizing a shortlist for their new manager with ex-Watford and Fulham manager uh, Slavisa Jekanovic and his former assistant Javier Pereira among their preferred targets. Uh, I assume that's because they're willing to work with the um director of football structure that sheffield United want to want to put in place um Jukanovic is a good manager and obviously he got Fulham promoted uh he then got sacked sort of you know a few months into the into the new season but yeah he's he's a he's a decent manager um he got he got Watford promoted as well. He didn't take them. He didn't come up with them. He uh, he left. But yeah, he got Watford promoted and then he got Fulham promoted. So he he knows what he's doing in the Championship. There, there can be little doubt about that. Um, yeah, maybe that's worthwhile. Uh, French defender Melang Sar will return to Chelsea at the end of his loan deal at Porto. Uh, with both the Portuguese club and player opting against making the move permanent. Yeah, look, Chelsea signed him just for the sake of signing him. They signed him to make a bit of money by selling him on. They had no intention of ever playing him, which is a bit of a shame. Now, with Tuchel, you don't know because playing the back three, Milan Saras the ideal fit on the left hand side of a back three. Um, but it was, you know, it was pretty crappy to sign him on a free. on a five-year deal, and then immediately loan him to Porto with an option to buy. Um, German champions Bayern Munich will not extend on loan Juventus midfielder Douglas Costa's second spell at the club beyond the end of the season. Uh, He's made just three Bundesliga starts. Look, they have Serge Gnabry, Leroy Sané, and Kingsley Coman. They don't need uh, Douglas Costa. He's a good player who should go elsewhere and, you know, start regularly. Uh, Arsenal are the latest club to show interest in Fiorentina forward, Dušan Vlahovic who's 21, joining the likes of Tottenham, AC Milan RB Leipzig, Roma and Atletico Madrid in pursuit of the Serbian He's very good, I do like him I think he will find his way to the Premier League at some point um, He's a good fit in the Premier League He really is a good fit in the Premier League uh, Reminds me a little of Oscar Cordoba. Um Just that There's something about about his game that reminds me of him Uh, And that's it, that is the show for today Thank you as always for listening To me prattle on as I do Thank you to Guy Drinkle for his work behind the scenes And thank you to Fox for our title music That's it, I'll see you tomorrow Take care of yourselves, bye bye Plus Network.